episode 18 of Play Games Lose Friends. I'm Ryan back with Ken. It is Sunday, August 28th, 2022, the night before the first day of school. So my kids went to bed early. We can record earlier. Yay. Are yours back? Yes. Tomorrow is the first day of school. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you feel? Bittersweet? Uh yeah, it's tough. It but, is. But usually when school starts, that means soccer ramps up. And I again I I I love the young in soccer. Um, that means Halloween's coming. That means Christmas is coming, which also means that PAX is coming. So it's all just like little events to get to PAX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, skip the family life, the holidays. Let's just yeah. get to PAX. Yeah, PAX is PAX is what I look forward to. <laughs> it's the real Christmas. Sorry, religious people. Yes. Well, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again for episode 18. It's good to have you all back. Uh, we've got plenty to cover tonight. We're going to talk about an exciting little topic that Ken literally just proposed a little bit before this episode, which is the Arc Nova expansion. He was so excited, he can barely contain himself. So we're going to chat about that a little bit. It's we're true. also going to talk uh, about top five Kickstarter or backed games that we have that should be fulfilling later this year or early next year that we are most excited about in lieu of a review for a game tonight. And we're also going to plug the contest at the end of the episode, so we'll talk about that. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, listen to our last episode, episode 17. We had Taylor Doolittle from Doolittle Gaming on to talk about uh, Reincarnated, which we reviewed as well. And we have a contest to win a copy. So, Ken, do you want to uh, enlighten our listeners with how to enter that contest if they have not done so already? Absolutely. So it is super simple. Uh, all we need to do is send us an email at playgamesloosefriends at gmail.com. In the subject line, use the word beings. That's B-E-I-N-G-S. If you're a fan of reincarnated or you want to know about it, beings is a key keyword uh, for that game. And then in the body of the email, put your name uh, first and last name, and mailing address. Uh, and then we will randomize one lucky uh, person to win a free copy of Reincarnated. Uh, if you've never played it, we've talked about it before. That whole episode is dedicated to Reincarnated. We go through mechanics. We go through our thoughts on it. We review the game. And we interview Taylor, the designer and creator of it. Um, if you like uh, thinky unique card games this is definitely up your alley and chance to win a free copy so uh one lucky listener uh, will get that chance we will be doing the final drawing uh and announcing the winner at the end of episode 19 which will be uh, about two weeks from this uh next sunday so maybe yeah, mid-september dates soon Somewhere mid yeah soon. mid-september so tune in uh, at the end of episode 19. We will announce the winner and whoever it is, congrats. Uh, and until then, good luck to everybody. And thanks again for Taylor for hopping on the show and talking to us about the game and for, uh, for putting up a copy for one lucky person to win. And thanks to all of you for listening. Absolutely. All right, let's get started. So you are like, oh, you know what? No. Well, we have a couple one things. One plug. One more yeah. plug. Yeah. Well, and then. One more plug. Go ahead. And then, Go and ahead. then, we, have, and then we have to cue Mozart, right? Or do we do we not? Are we not getting classical this evening? Oh yeah, we can talk about beer. That's right. I, I just drink it and it just goes down and I forget. All I do is drink. Now you want me to talk and drink? So <laughs> I can do both. <laughs> so if you are a 
tabletop gamer or you like that uh, subject matter but uh, are, are are looking f- to get into a tabletop game we have friends uh, who also have a podcast called Drunken Disorder it is for the tabletop game Kings of War uh, you can find them wherever uh, your podcasts are found same thing with us so anywhere we are they are also there uh, this podcast is breaks down the you know uh, national uh, tournament scene talks about the armies uh, talks about uh, the competitive nature of the game uh, gets into units you know gets into thoughts philosophies <laughs> unit uh, <laughs> units and then it's just guys who've known each other for uh, over a decade uh, laughing and having fun so uh, I, I used to play tabletop games Ryan did as well uh, but I, I don't currently but I love listening to the guys talk about it and break it down. It, it almost makes me feel like I am playing just by, you know, listening and being a part of it. So that's Drunken Disorder. Uh, if you're interested, please go check them out. So there we Good are. Good group of gentlemen. Yes. Nice chaps. I use that term loosely. <laughs> but, but gentlemen, that's the term I'm going to go with. Loose chaps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's get the drinky on. What are you, what are you, uh, imbibing this fine evening? I have a very unique one. I don't know if I've ever had it yet on the podcast. And it comes out once a year. It's a seasonal here in Pennsylvania. And you have to get it when you see it or it's gone. You will never, you, you, sh- you won't see it again. And it is a shock top twisted pretzel beer, which is a Belgian Ooh. style wheat ale brewed with spices and caramel malt with uh, artificial pretzel flavoring. It's about a 5%, and it is the... I have only ever had a two pretzel beers, and this is my favorite. And it's a nice, sipping, relaxing, calming uh, beverage. So, Shock Top what is, first of all, Twisted Pretzel. What is, what is, is it like a, a, like a Marzani? Like like an Oktoberfesty beer? Yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got that um, you know, sort of... Um, yeah, like fallish Oktoberfest vibes yeah. to it, but it's flavored by pretzel. It is, it, it's like literally drinking a bag of pretzels, and it's amazing. Interesting. Yeah, I've not had this. You've never had it? Oh, okay. I thought you did. I have not had this. Oh, I was not aware that there was a beer that tasted like artificial pretzels. So yeah, this is the second one. one. The other one was the other one I had was was good, but not as good as this. Um, was a Snyder's of Hanover pretzel flavored beer. Which um, was good, but Shock Top Shock Top does this. This is mm, it's very nice. So Snyder's when I see it, I just grab a like sixer. Those hard, those hard sourdough pretzels. Like mm. I haven't broken my teeth yet, but that's like my uh, when I sit down <laughs> to watch hockey. That's the <laughs> snack of choice. I just destroy those things. The official They're pretzels so of hockey. So when you get your teeth knocked yes. in, you can get your teeth broken on pretzels. <laughs> Not of the NHL, not of any other specific league. Just the word hockey they sponsor, <laughs> and and they've they've nailed it. Uh, I'm drinking a New Trail uh, Broken Heels Hazy IPA. Uh, I had a bunch of cans left over from a picnic earlier this summer, and I'm polishing those off. Uh, New Trail in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which is the literal middle of nowhere, is just destroying everybody in brewing right now in Pennsylvania. Uh, they make such good beer. I've talked about some of their stuff yeah. on the show probably 
long time ago, but they don't make anything I don't like. Even their, their West Coast IPA, which I'm normally not a big fan of West Coast, just kind of like bitterness for the sake of bitter. The, it's even that that's even good. So everything they do is good. This hazy IPA is, is pretty solid too, even out of a can. Um, 7% bitter, but not too bitter, kind of like their other AP or their other IPAs. Their New England IPAs, though, are just like pinnacle for Pennsylvania brewers. I haven't had too many that come anywhere close to them. So if you don't live in Pennsylvania and they don't distribute out that way, but you're lucky enough to see some small shops that have it look for new trail. It's usually like their logo is like a diamond with a boot print behind it. And damn, they make good beer. They just make everything they make is good. I don't know how or where they learned how to do it, but <laughs> they're just excellent. And like I said, middle of nowhere. So it's like two and a half, three hours from here, I think. And I just have no desire to go out there. If I did, I'd probably come back with so much stuff. Yeah, we should do a tour because that uh, you're right. I mean, we've had so many of their beverages over the last couple of years, um, and um, they're it's just they're just so good. The, the quality, the products, it's just fantastic. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, they're not expensive for what they are. They're like amazingly yeah. good for the price. So that is New Trail Brewing in Williamsport, PA. If you have the chance and you like IPAs, they're about as good as it gets in Pennsylvania. All right. Let's move on. I know you're excited. Go ahead. <laughs> Arc Nova, we've gotten to play a couple times. We've talked about it a little bit on the show. Yeah. Someday we'll do a review, but what is it? Number expansion is coming. Number two in the I think it's in the in the top ten for board games right now, I think. Yeah. Mistaken. Easily. It's yeah. the, the expansion's been in the top ten for like the last two weeks, I feel. Well, it's in the hotness, right? But um but yeah, as far yeah, as like I mean. of all time this so again obviously we love arc nova so anything arc nova you know more arc nova would be awesome at gen con they had a map pack one that was released hopefully i'm gonna we'll be able to pick that up at uh packs coming up in december yeah. um, but they put out um, it's the new expansion it's in 20 it's a 2023 release uh, there's no date on it yet other than just, you know, next year. And it's called Aquarius. And this expansion has so much added into it that it's like, this could have been three or four different expansions, but they're putting it all in. And this is amazing. So I'll break down and again, pause, stop me if you have any questions. Um, Ryan, please, because this is, and I'm going to save the best for last. The best for last. This is this is going to be groundbreaking with this game, and I and I cannot <laughs> wait. I lo- I'm so excited, right? So, again, we love Arc Nova. Lots of cards, lots of ways to score points. Uh, engine building, tableau building, uh, sort of set Got it collecting. All, you know, I- iconography till the cows come home, um, and it's awesome. Everything's great, and. Uh, so what they're going to do is they're bringing in um, new uh, creatures, uh, and and this is sort of their there's like a sea animal uh, expansion, and half of these sea animals uh, also have a new keyword called reef dwellers. So not only do you need to build new exhibits to house these new sea animals, but half of them have this. Uh, almost triggering ability when you play 
a reef dweller in your tableau or in your zoo, and you have other sea dwellers, they will all trigger off of each other. So you might be able to do something multiple times. So that's amazing. Uh, it, it's not as good. It, it it seems better than like the petting zoo. If you remember the petting zoo mechanic, where you can it, it scores based on the amount of stuff that you have in the petting zoo for appeal. Yeah. But this seems it's going to be their abilities. Uh, so that should be amazing. Which again, you know, most of them are going to be unique. Now, uh, in order to have this be part of it, uh, some of these creatures are also going to have a new icon which I think it's like a little wave symbol. And what this is going to do is when it's revealed in the, in that main tableau or that main sort of uh, row uh, of cards, you are going to discard the first card in that row, and then you're going to replenish. Now, if you trigger multiple cards when doing this, it's going to cycle more cards. So it's going to make that row in the middle more valuable and make you want to move on those cards in that middle row more than ever. Cause if you think about it, it took forever for those to go away right until the break. But now anytime someone would reveal one of these cards in that row, it boom, it, uh, it cycles somebody out. So that's kind of cool. So right. There's like what one, two, three, like four things all in one, right? <laughs> so you got a new pitch mechanic, you got a new stack engine building mechanic. You have a new exhibit type to house these things and a new animal type. That's four things for one piece of this expansion. Thoughts, comments? That's ridiculous. It's great value. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I saw I saw what they were gonna do. I didn't read like look at details for the you know, feeling like they were gonna do some of this stuff, and so I'm not surprised. I think the the one issue I had, it's not really so much an issue, just like observation about that game is that like center column, there was, there's some manipulation that can go on there. Your opponents are around some, and having a little bit more, uh, effects there, less. Yeah. What is it? Snap column. Is it the, anim- is it snap? snap? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's not the easiest thing to pull off either yeah. because of you know, the card orders. But I think having more manipulation of that column and more like, you know, cycling is a good thing. There's that deck is so massive. There's so many animals and you try to get like, you know, your engines or your combos for certain animal types or certain structures going and you just can't do it because you just don't see enough cards. So I think that'll solve that problem. And guess what? That's not all. That's just the first one or two, (laughs) which was four, right? Yep. So the next thing is a new uh, university is being added to the associate, uh, the associate sort of action, like a new, a new column for one of your workers. And it's going to be about breeding. And there are, I think it's six or seven special universities that if you get there, you claim that university, that's going to give you a research icon, which is that little uh, microscope. And it's going to have one of the animal icons on it. So you're going to start with a little bit of an advantage on having two icons in your, in your library. Um, and That's then brilliant. when you take that university, you're going to reveal cards from the top of the deck and you're going to be able to keep the first revealed card that matches your animal icon. So you're getting two 
symbols and a free card. How amazing is that? I hear the palpable excitement in your voice. <laughs> Dude, when cards are when cards are so important in this game, now you're all it's setting yeah. up a synergy. You know, again, you have those eight cards in the beginning. You're trying to try to make the best out of that puzzle. But now you can almost hedge your bets a little bit. Like, okay, yeah. I could do this, which will get me this guy out, right? This animal out. Uh, plus, it's going to get you another one. Hopefully, they combo off each other like some of the animal species do. So, uh, Ryan, I don't know. I, that could have been enough. But guess what? Yeah, I... We're not done I like, yet. I like though <laughs> that they they needed to put some of that bet hedging in the game too because the couple plays we had, I felt like you kind of you, you get your starting hand and that kind of drives the path you take and you get a little bit more from some of the cards you draw or reveal, but it's not enough. Yep. I feel like uh, you you more or less make your bed and line it for the most in that game, and I think this is going to change that enough. Than, and it needed that too. It really did. Yeah, I mean, this is, and again, I don't know how it's going to be with like, um, if it's going to allow multiple players or if that's a race to get there first, right? Because that could could make it more valuable as well. Yeah. Because like, if you want the you know the primate icon, but someone else also wants to get that and they get there first, I don't know if those replenish. Maybe I don't know, or maybe they're just done. You know, they're always you know. So I don't know, but. But again, just the the thought of this mechanic or this new addition just got me excited. And now I save the best for last, Ryan. Ooh, do tell. So, so we've got the five action cards, right? We've got the break, the animals, the build, the associate, and then conservation, right? Those are the five, yep. something like that? Yep, you got it. So before you set your actions in motion – you're now going to be doing a draft for two unique action cards with everybody. Every action card is going to have four alternative versions that all are a little different, all are a little unique. And you're going to draft those cards and take two. So you're going to draft two unique actions and replace the base action cards. Oh, this made me <laughs> so happy. Now you're adding more asymmetry into this game, which has a lot of it just based on the cards alone. But now yeah. you're going to be able to specialize or uniquely set your tone for how you're going to play this based on these draft mechanics of those action cards, which are the key to the entire game. How to use them, when to... You know, when to play them at three versus wait for a four, etc. So, like, just, well, I'll, I'll pause there. Uh, tell me what you think. You had me a draft. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, draft's I, amazing. I, I'm always, like, asymmetry is something that draws me to games. So, like, every time I hear about it, I'm, like, immediately... Uh, this is the only one that gave me pause, though, because I, like, then I start wondering, like, how balanced is it? And... That was one of the problems. That, you know, this is obviously a game that's oftentimes compared to terraforming Mars. It's and better. That was one of the things. But what's that? But better. Yeah, it's better. There's, it there's no better. comparison. It is better. I I agree with you. I really do think it is. Um, 
But one of the things that's a complaint about terraforming Mars is that there's so much luck based off of what you draw. And so I wonder, is that going to combine with this asymmetry to create power imbalances that could become sort of insurmountable? Now, I'm sure they play tested the hell out of it, so it's probably not yeah. a problem. But that's the first thing that always comes to mind with that. That being said, I think I welcome this with open tentacles. Uh, <laughs> any asymmetry in a game – of this caliber is probably going to add a lot more fun and strategic value. So I'm excited for it. I, I don't think there's anything out of this expansion that I heard that I was like, eh. everything I seems know. to add additional mechanics to a game that's full of them already and additional, you know, pieces to the puzzle that maybe didn't fit quite right the first time through. And like I said, the only concern I have coming out of that is, is it's still going to be pretty well balanced because the first game we played the second game we played, it was very well balanced. Yeah. So <clears throat> just going into a little bit of detail that they've released on these asymmetry cards for the actions. For example, one of the build variants of the build action is you might be able to spend two coins when you use that action to build over a rock or a water space. So you have, you know, you can sort of fill in or, 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 or you know, remove some stuff and then the potential upgraded side would allow you to do that for free. Maybe um, the other one they talk yeah. about is the animal action where you might be allowed to ignore one of the conditions on the animal that you're about to play when you have the chance to put two into play, but maybe you only play one. So it's like a give or take. So you could play two or you could play one with less icons that you need or one less icon. So I just thought this was, Again, they're not too overpowered, but yet they're powerful enough. I think it's going to make an amazing. I can't wait to honestly. The break one, the coffee break, is the one is very intriguing to me because I think that 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 action is so powerful if wielded correctly. Yeah, uh, I wonder too. Like with the sheer breadth of stuff they're adding with this expansion. Are they going to have enough left over for another one after this? But, but that's what I'm saying. How there's oh, and then like the last thing, which again, there's not a lot of detail, but like it's new bonus tiles and more final scoring cards. Okay, great, cool. It's yeah. awesome. More of that. But like, it this feels like seriously, this could have been broken into three expansions, yeah. not all put into one. The amount of like literally just the just the base card asymmetry. You could have sold that little pack of what, 20, 20 cards, whatever, four times four, 16 cards or whatever. Like, no. So there's 20 per, 20 times four. So that's 80. All right. 80 card pack for 10 bucks. And it would have sold like hotcakes, right? Yeah. Although I, I'm not going to fault them for putting everything in one box. Thank you. No, no, no. I, I know. Thank I know. You, I know. Publisher for doing so. <laughs> no, no, no. It's amazing, right? You're putting a lot in here. That's great. But it's, um, this is capstone, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there, there's something to be said. You're right about like combining it or not combining it and selling it separate and having different expansions. But I think it's just smart and better for the game's health to do it that way. And I think that's the right way to go. Yeah. And I, I think is, everybody that loves that game is going to pick it up automatically. And these sound true. like one of those expansion. Like you get some expansions sometimes where it adds stuff to the game and you're like, oh, that's cool. But I don't really want to use this all the time. Like, this sounds like one yeah. that's going to go in and you're never going to take it out. That's just how Ark Nova is going to be from now on. 
Yeah. No, it just feels like it's just base. It's just adding to base. Arkelva. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. Is there a release date? No, just 2023 is all they said so far. Okay. Well, I mean, it won't be at PAX, but maybe we'll get to see some of it at PAX if they have these. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you can bring a bottle of ether and some towels and we can just make <laughs> off with one. We'll find out. Nice. <laughs> I'll distract them. Maybe Joe can use the ether. He's got large hands. We should be able to make it work. Don't don't listen to this capstone. Nothing's happening. <laughs> We're not going to steal your copy of Query. <laughs> Maybe. We're not not going to steal a copy. All right. Uh, let's true. hop over to Played. What did you get to play since last time we talked? Um, so I, I only gotten uh, a few games played. Uh, one is one you've heard me gush a few episodes back. My wife and I finally got a chance to sit down and play Isle of Cats. The much-awaited uh, battle. Yes. Uh, we got halfway through the game. Said, this game is good. I will play this again. Uh, <laughs> now let's so tell yes. the audience what no, no, you no, had no. on your phone <laughs> <laughs> at the time she said this. So I had a Target cart queued up because Target had it on sale for less than $30. <laughs> With it sitting in the cart, just waiting for it to get played for <laughs> about two weeks. As soon as she gave me the go ahead, I hit add. To, I hit order. Right, just cart go. It was like uh, immediate. So you so fast some, that the, there's smoke. a crack in the the screen of the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was lightning shooting out of my iPhone. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, but yes. So spoiler alert to the bot section. Uh, Isle of Cats uh, is here. It's punched. It's ready for its second go. So, uh, so yes, I love that game. Uh, it was a close game. She enjoyed the mechanics now that she played it. Um, I also realized that some of the things that we did wrong in our playthrough, not that they really changed the game all too much, but, um, but it was cool. Uh, so I'm excited to play this again. And I also have another cart started with all the other stuff. So I just haven't put it on that. <laughs> but that's uh that was the first game we played, Isle of Cats. What else did you get? Um so the other one was a small uh card game. It's and it's funny, I, I just uh uh over the weekend I found all my PAX badges. So do you realize we oh, started nice. that in in 2017 was the first PAX. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it feels like it was just yesterday. And that was yeah, five years five ago. Five years man. ago. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I was looking at the metal dice from that first year I have on the, <clears throat> on the Calyx, uh, just cause I was talking to somebody about it today. And yeah, it's been five years. That show is so good Ugh. and only five years old. I mean, the the PAX folks knew what they were doing ahead of time because of all the yeah. other PAX events for video games. Absolutely. And stuff, they just, what a, it's such a good show every year. So that first year, there was a booth, and I forget what kind of, I, I don't know if it was all specific about these this game or what, but um, it was a, it's, a, it's a little card game called Top Trumps. And I don't know if you remember, I went back a couple times to that, to that uh, booth because they kept, every time you'd go back, they'd give you a free 
a free deck. <laughs> Sounds and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know me, I'm a sucker for a bargain, right? So, um, so I, I grabbed three decks, uh, I, uh, and they're all different categories. So the, so the one category was like, uh, predatory animals. The other one was one of the Harry Potter movies. And then the last one, which is the one we actually got to the table, was Marvel characters. And basically it is a, uh, take on the old, you know, the old card game war where you just fl- have a deck, you each have a deck of cards, you flip over, high card wins, takes the cards. You win if you get all the pile. But where it twists it a little bit on its head is you have six attributes on your card. And when in, when you're winning, you get to call out the attribute of the card. So, for example, like for in Marvel, and again, there's, um, I want to say there's 60, 60 cards, maybe, something like that. So, you each have wow. 30 cards. And the first person to get all the cards, and this is unique cards. They're all different. And they're th- somewhat thematic with the character. So, like Wasp, who's like a little tiny, uh, you know, Wasp. Uh, superhero, her stats are all small, but she's got one stat that could, you know, be adv- advantageous when you draw her. So there's six, uh, so there was, like I said, there's six attributes, uh, strength, skill, strength, skill, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, memory. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, Zing. Wisecracks. Uh, mystique seriously wisecracks yeah no no wisecracks uh mystique top trump's rating and uh i'll just say rank we'll call it that sixth time so you draw your card and let's say you have a 40 strength a 20 skill you're like oh i could probably win on strength so i'll go strength so then your opponent flips over and says oh it's a 23 and then you flip yours over it's oh it's a 40 so you take two cards you go again you draw a card you pick a thing and um whoever ends up Getting all the cards wins. And again, simple, fun. Artwork is amazing. It's some of the most unique Marvel artwork I've ever seen drawn. Uh, it's cool. not like it's screen capped or anything. Um, and again, you can play multiplayer and just as long as you, you distribute the deck evenly and you, it could be whoever takes the, you know, takes the, you know, takes all of it. And then in a war situation, if you tie, right? So let's say, you know, wise cracks, you each have a one. Then you flip the next card, still using the wisecratch attribute. Whoever has the highest then still has the highest. You, f- you keep going. Like it just keeps stacking until there's a winner with the same attribute. So it's kind of cool. So you can get like a big, nice war chain going off one attribute. So it's kind of fun. And, uh, my son busted it out. We pl- played, uh, three times so far since, wow. and again, I've had the game since 2017 and we just started it. <laughs> like, like last week we played it three times so that's top trumps uh again little light fun cool uh, i'm actually excited to try the harry potter one nice what about yourself Two, what did you get to the 2017 table? you've you got it and you just played it <laughs> this year <laughs> yeah that's my ki- that was a that's on my kids okay. shelf of shape <laughs> that's amazing uh, so I got two plays in, and the reason I didn't get more, well, technically, I guess I could say I got two, and because I uh, we're busting out Hansa Teutonica for the next game night, uh, since I get to pick, and I decided to make everyone fall asleep with a Euro game, 
But no, uh, I'm very excited for Hansa. I think we're all going to hate each other after playing that game, which is why I'm excited. Uh, I got to play Living Forest since you graciously lended me your copy. And I got about 15 minutes of game time with my wife before she said, this game is not for me. Uh, but it was enough for me to kind of get an idea. And I just tried playing it again recently. And uh, I can see why it's uh, so well regarded and won some awards. It's really cool. The multiple paths to victory uh, really creates a lot of, hey, I got to pay attention to what everyone else is doing and kind of be careful that people can't steal stuff from me in the process to win. Um, the deck building portion is really great. There's a lot of gambling going on. There's a lot happening in this game for such a simple you know, card draw presentation that, that sort of plays through on, a, on your turn. So really cool game. Um, Thank you again for letting me borrow it, and I'm hoping we can get it to the table with the, with the four of us. Yeah, no problem. Because uh, it's, it's really good. I can see why this got so much praise. It's a really clean, elegant design, uh, tight scoring, very, very fun. A, lot, a little bit of racing, you know, just very interesting mechanics overall. So super cool game. Uh, I would have bought it if you didn't own it, so I'm glad you bought it to save me the money. <laughs> Um, yeah, I and I I, I enjoyed ahead. it a lot. I I, wa- I um I went through a playthrough uh myself. Uh I really enjoyed. Again, there's a lot of unique thinky choices uh uh for for what it is. I really enjoyed the game. Yeah, it's, I, I'm it's, excited to play it. There's a lot of choices and choosing in that game that you just don't want to make but you have to. Um that fire mechanic of having to put the flames out on the tree is so annoying, but so <laughs> worth doing because you can win the game that way. And I, I feel like that might get over. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't, but we need to play it more and just kind of see how it could. That just has just a great design. It's so clean. It's just so clean. It plays quickly. There isn't anything about it. I didn't like, uh, and the art's obviously great. It's, it's a really, oh, the art's adorable. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at the box right now. It's just so, well done and cool. um yeah so that was living forest and then uh i lo- once in a while i'll grab some of my button shy games and sit down and i got some sprawlopolis in this week uh i suck at sprawlopolis I, I, maybe i'm just <laughs> stupid but or maybe it's that hard but i can I've, i think i've played that game at least 50 times and i can never like score enough to win barring like maybe three playthroughs. I don't know if it's the combinations I draw at this point. It can't be the combinations. I'm just clearly bad at the game, but it's, it's fun. It's such a good little puzzle. And I also have food chain Island, which is also on the same sort of, um, you know, solo wavelength as Sprawlopolis, but I, th- I feel it's more luck, luck based where Sprawlopolis is like, you can, you can make it work. You just got to puzzle it out. But such a fun little game. Uh, and then, I also didn't get a lot of other games played because I am completely, and I know you are too, hopelessly addicted to Cult of the Lamb on the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. It came out on a bunch of different platforms, but that video game has just been eating me alive the last two weeks. It is so messed up and dark and weird, but also beautiful, and the hand-drawn animations are gorgeous. The music's great. The gameplay loop is is enraptured me and I cannot stop playing it and I'm clo- I'm getting close to beating it which is good cuz I would like to play some board games again but uh Dude, I'm so oh mad God, you told me about it how good it is yeah. like I I'm like I'm loving it I was just it's you know great. before we jumped on 
Like I'm, that's like, I'm, I love that I own it. I love that I'm playing it, but I'm like mad that I know, like that I know about it and that I'm playing it. Like, (laughs) it's a, but it's it's so good game that it got its hooks into me and to you that quickly. And just, it's so fun. It's so much fun. And it's so messed up. Like it's so dark. My kids are watching me play and I'm like, can you like go somewhere else? Cause like as a parent, I feel like I'm letting you down by letting you observe me. I have to sacrifice this red panda. (laughs) (laughs) Like the tentacles from below have to eat his soul and then I can make money. Like that just, I feel like I'm letting them down, but at the same time, the art's so good. I'm like, you know what? Watch this, watch this guy. It's just, (laughs) it's a great game. So if you are a gamer uh, outside of board games, which I'm sure many of you, uh, you know, listeners are check out cult of the lamb. I think it's on steam. You can get it on the switch, uh, probably some other platforms. That game is fantastic, but be prepared. If you're a, uh, you know, if you're a uh, sort of religious, it may be a little sacrilegious or if you're a uh, faint of heart for small woodland creatures, just skip over it. Not, not advised. Yeah. Um, but that's it for my playlist. Um, let's hop into, our other segment that we really are excited to chat about. We skipped a review this week because we were talking last week and I think I made the comment about (laughs) 16 Kickstarter projects and I'm sure you have more in in the pipe here to be delivered over the next year. And my wife gave me some shit about it and I said, you know what? Why don't we talk about our top five most anticipated Kickstarter games (laughs) so I can forget about her giving me shit about it. Let's just rub it in. Yeah. Let's, let's just rub it in. Love you. Love you, honey. Uh, (laughs) We have an honorable mention that we have. We'll start from five and go to one. Why don't uh, Why don't you kick us off with your uh, honorable mention? Yeah, so my honorable mention, and the reason why it's an honorable mention is um, I actually just got an update while we were putting this list together <laughs> uh, that it was, you know, uh, being fulfilled uh, next, you know, tomorrow, basically next week. Or the week after. It's in queue to be fulfilled. It's in the, it's on US soil. It's at the warehouse. It's at the distribution center. So it's, it's coming hopefully by the end of the month. Uh, If not, and this is a sequel standalone game, uh, from Scott Alms called Almanac the Crystal Peaks. And the reason why this was the honorable mention is, uh, last year, I actually got to play uh, the first game called Almanac, uh, the Dragon Dragon Road, and it is a uh, – I can't say it's necessary. It's like a baby campaign, worker placement, pick up and deliver game where uh, you have a – so what's cool, again, so it's called the Almanac, right? So the – the book or the box is shaped like a big like book that you would see on on yeah, like box your shelves cool. right and then you open it up and you pick a starting caravan and then you start i think you always start at the same you know start starting location and basically this book is the game board or the the almanac if you will uh, almost like a road or almost like a road atlas right in a way where it gives you uh, so if you, by winning the scenario, you then get to pick a choice of where you go next. And it gives you a little bit of hints and clues as to what, 
might be available or what might be worth more or valued less. And you're basically trying to be this, this sort of merchant that, that's, that's almost like a snake oil salesman in a way, if you think about it, that you're traversing this entire region. Um, and, and you're trying to have the most money at the end. And I think you go through four or five mini, mini board games and every page is different on how you place your, your characters on what you can get on the mechanics of that page. It, and it's awesome. And it's, and it's somewhat lightweight. So like just with a little bit of talking through it, the instructions and rules aren't bad. It, it'll just, it just clicks. And then you go through it. You're like, Oh my God, I got so much game. Like I, you, it's a, like a baby campaign where you, you go through and then it's like, Oh man, let's roll that back. So they came out with this, standalone expansion called the crystal peaks and supposedly now they've expanded it so you can play across the dragon road and then it go peaks so you can technically get like now eight or ten little mini games in one sort of baby canyon in one sitting wow nice. so i'm so excited for that um again scott alms is this was just so brilliantly designed uh, I hope he mixed it up again. Supposedly, it's all different kinds of puzzles and different kind of play styles for these boards. So I'm looking so forward to uh, to, to playing this one and and to playing it with the first one. Uh, it's so much fun. That's nice. Almanac the Crystal Peaks, as my honorable mention. That's a good one. Uh, honorable mention for me. I can't wait at this game, and I'm not sure if it's going to happen before the end of the year. My fingers are crossed, but I think the pledge manager is closing, which is. Generally good news because it through most of production, if not finishes. Honey Buzz, Fall Flavors. So I never got in on the original Honey Buzz, and uh, I regretted it. And I've seen it since then and you know, didn't pick it up because I backed this. But all I have to say is there's fuzzy beeples in it. And the term fuzzy beeples <laughs> makes me own the game just <laughs> out of principle. But Honey Buzz uh, is having an expansion called Fall Flavors That's you know was their last campaign hopefully fulfilling by the end of the year. Everything about that game just looks like right up my alley. Um, very puzzly, very fun, good multiplayer game. The expansion adds a whole bunch of new mechanics, so that's going to be cool. There's just so much character in this game. Uh, Elf Creek is, is the publisher, so I know they've got a lot of stuff in the in the pipeline. Merchants of the Dark Road shipping out and uh, the Atlantis Rising expansion. So hopefully everything gets cleared up there and they're able to get the, you know, honey buzz. And I have the enormous pledge with everything. So I'll be getting lots of boxes, but super, super excited to play honey buzz. Hope. Yeah, I'm so glad you wanted that. Mention. I'm so yeah. glad you wanted that. So I didn't have to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I, I've watched, you know, how to play videos a couple times and just, yeah. it just looks like it looks fun and it looks fairly strategically deep too. It should be a challenge. So, so the amazing part about these lists that we're about to get into is now I didn't think, I thought we would have more crossover, honestly, with a Gen Con episode. What was that episode 16? We only had one crossover, right? Yeah. I think there is a slight chance we'll have one crossover with this. However, if we don't, this is going to be 10 unique games (laughs) that we'll be playing because they're coming, right? Like that's the amazing part about these lists because also, um, well, and it wasn't, so there's a chance there'll be a crossover. I think that again, I'm predicting one crossover. Um, uh, but we also have been sort of 
uh, teaming up when it comes to Kickstarter, right? Where like yes, coordinating uh, which spend the least yes, amount of money. Yes, yes, it's it's like a co-op. Know, it's a co-op if, game of Kickstarter. Uh, right? Yeah, if we both we both know that if we both buy it, neither of us will play it. But if one of us buys it, it's guaranteed <laughs> that we'll get at least get to play it together. That's yeah. the strategy. It seems to be working. So, so I think other than maybe one on our list tonight. We only have Paradox Initiative. Spoiler alert, it's not on my list because it was too new. Um, that was the only other game that we both bought, you know, I think, this year together. Same game. So Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I, again, there might be one overlap on our list. Other than that, it's going to be 10 unique games. So, strap yourselves in. <laughs> it's going to be a good good time. All right. What do you got so for So, do five? you want to start us? Oh, you want me to start us? Yeah, go ahead. I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> So that that little uh, that little uh, intro. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna have any crossovers for what it's worth, but we'll see. I okay, think I know fair. What, you, what you think your crossover is gonna be, but I could be wrong. All right. So uh, my number five, and the reason why this is number five again, I, I think we talked right. There could be anywhere from sixteen to twenty campaigns, maybe more, that just haven't been fulfilled yet. So I went back and looked at we all have of them a that problem. haven't been fulfilled. No, that's not a problem. So <laughs> that's actually little in comparison, I think, to some people. So I feel okay. Yeah, probably. Or at least that's what I'm telling myself. So I could sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so my number five, and the reason why this is number five is because it is a adventure storytelling narrative game, uh, that I bought and or back. Sorry. But well, I guess it's bought, right? Backslash bought. Yeah, whatever. Because we put of, money for it, we're expecting it. Because of the designer and the world that this game is in. So the game is called Lands of Galzir, and it is set in the same world as Dale of Merchants and Dawn of the Peacemaker. It's this adventuring game where you'll take quests, and it's got an open world. It, I believe it has an app, but it's not necessarily a narrative app. It's almost like the choose-your-own-adventure-style-like app. And, uh, you know, the choices that you make have consequences, not only in the game that you're playing, but supposedly in future games that you'll play. And, you, you know, you choose one of those uh, anthropomorphic characters. Like, I think there's a frog or a little kookaburro and, I don't know, a little ferret or a, a, a weasel. I mean, it just, <laughs> it looks, again, it's the Dales of Merchant Animals. I mean, they're, they're some of the greatest art. And I know you... Um, you got me hooked on Dale Merchants. You bought the first one. I played it one time and then went out and bought everything they ever had with it because that's how sick I am. But I love, love Dale Merchants and I love this universe. So, uh, and again, the reason why five is this adventure game is because again, it's not, it's going to be in shrink for a little bit just because it's, there's so many adventure narrative, big campaign games that I, uh, but I, but I just, I just love. Uh, this design and, and this art style and, and uh, to dive more deeper into the world of, uh, I think it's called Dimeria, uh, which is where Dale of Merchants and Don is. That's Lands of Galzir. Yeah. I think it's cool that there's like a whole, you know, <clears throat> story and universe around that. I had no idea until you had mentioned that to me and I started looking at it. I was like, that's pretty cool. And it's not like small either. Like they've built a pretty good back backing yeah. around this. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. All right. Uh, five for me is an IP that I am talked about before. I'm just super, super excited to get this game. I know it's basically a zombicide 
ish game. <laughs> but uh, I've spent so many hours. I know playing what it is. The video game that I think the you know the, co- the co-ops are big in my house, and this is co-op, and everybody's and plays it. So and that is Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, I know they've been. In, you know, finishing up their, their prototypes and stuff. I'm pretty sure they started production. Not entirely sure. Um, not entirely confident the game's going to be here by the end of the year, but I hope so. Uh, I just love that video game and the board game is just more of the same. The survival mechanics, you know, of, of shooting the bugs and using the tools that are given to you and trying to navigate the caves without knowing what's where and, getting the resources you need to make the corporation happy and it just everything about the game translates over into the board and Ole Steinus being involved, uh, who I love from champions of Midgard, uh, just makes me even more excited to play this. So everything I've seen from it so far looks fantastic. The models look awesome. Yeah. It's another huge mini game, but God damn, I love the bugs and I love the dwarves. I'm going to probably paint this one up because I can speed paint it pretty easily and have it looks, you know, pretty decent. But yeah, Deep Rock Galactic, super pumped for this game. I really hope it gets here before the end of the year. That's number five for me. Nice. Number four for me uh, is probably the, um, I want to, I I think it was the oldest, like far back that I've pledged. Um, And I'm going on, I'm trying to think, it might be almost, it might be two years at this point. Maybe I can't think cause I, I, cause my son's almost two and I believe it was around the election of 2020 that got me so hyped and excited <laughs> to want to play this game. So it is a political game called campaign trail. Uh, it is from cosmic wombat games and great name. What they did was so this original game came out in 2019. They came out with an expansion in 2020 uh, called the uh, the Green Party, and then they redid a new uh, to the base game campaign. So now I had missed the Kickstarter, um, but I had jumped in. This is the only game I've also ever did a late pledge on in the history of late pledges. Thank God, GameFound was a thing or the game. So, uh, basically it is a strategic board game about trying to, uh, win, uh, a presidential election in the United States. And there was just something about it that I was like, I've never played a game like it. Uh, you, it's, it's car driven actions to, to embark on your strategy. And your goal is to have the most voters in enough states to win the electoral vote. So it's, it's thematic. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily true to life, but it's it's pretty amazing. If and, it was, it would just be uh, here's a whole shitload <laughs> of money, and we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so well, that's an aspect of it, right? So you've got all these actions to choose. So you can fundraise, you can register, you can travel, you can advertise, you can campaign, or you can hold an event. Um, and it's got a little bit of an area of control. Uh, you have a candidate that will give you an individual player power. So it's got a little bit of, um, you can, you can, there's some debate involved in the game. Um, so I don't know. There was just something about it. Again, it was a couple years ago. I'm still super excited to play it. Uh, and that's campaign trail. Uh, the second edition with the green party expansion. Nice. That sounds fun. I never heard yeah. of it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's probably because you backed it. 
an aught nine, <laughs> but still. Yeah. And I guess there might even be a team mode to it. So that's kind of oh, cool. That's even better. So it might be kind of, you know, that might be kind of intri- intriguing. So I can see that getting pretty close too. I already like where you're going with this. <laughs> we may have to play this game. Yep. I thought so. I thought you guys, you would find it intriguing uh-huh. as yeah. much as I did. It's, so. it's definitely up there. Uh, number four for me is the big whale of the collection, uh, Frosthaven. Um, had so much fun with Gloomhaven that I'm just excited for this. And I think everybody's pretty pumped for Frosthaven that, that Gloomhaven is just going to be more of the same, but with uh, additional mechanics and stuff, the town building looks really cool. I think the crafting system is going to be great because I think items were pretty underwhelming in the last game for the most part. And so I think any improvements they made there are going to be, um, they are doing, depending on your pledge, they're doing like, uh, inserts from folded space in the game where you can get wooden ones. Like they're just going all out with this campaign and everything about it just looks top notch. And, you know, Cephalofair delivered very well with Gloomhaven. They have a lot of experience under their belt now. And so I don't anticipate Frosthaven to be any kind of disappointing. So hopefully they're saying roughly end of this year as well, like around Christmas time, we'll see how that ends up. But that game is going to, I don't know when the hell we're going to fit Frosthaven in, but we're going to fit it in at some point because I know Brad loves it. Um, Joe never got to play Gloomhaven. You got to play Gloomhaven and Jaws of the Lion, but I don't know if you finished either of them, and I never finished Gloomhaven. So there's a lot left to uh, to play. Yeah. So I'm excited to get that to the table eventually, whether it's early next year or later next year. I don't know, but we are going to play it. And probably number four is the big fat whale in the collection. That is Frosthaven. Uh, what was it? Pax, Pax before um, COVID, right? Was yes. it 2019 Pax? I mean, the Frosthaven booth was insane, right? They yep. were just announcing it then, right? Yeah, like, that's why I have a picture big... of Kirby with that Yeti yeah. hat on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. we were big, all pumped like, for Arctic. that. Yeah, that was super cool. Yep. All right. So, my number three, moving right along, is a, uh, a small card game uh the reason why i jumped on it and got super pumped is one of the designers is richard garfield it is a little card game from nerd <laughs> lab games called mind bug the art just suckered me in so hard then i watched the the other game and it just seems very thinky and strategic and fun um where it's, what is it? You're using the same deck of cards for both players and you're just randomly getting cards and you're trying to do the best you can. You have these two mind bugs that can almost work as like the ace of Trump in a way where you can just kill someone's choice. Like, no, you don't do that. You can't do that. And then they get the mind bug. I think yep. Maybe you get one mind bug. I think I forget how that works. But we both get some. It's such a cool mechanic. And yeah, I'm that just, game looks good. It just flat out, and Richard Garfield doesn't make bad stuff for the most part. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, does that I mean, was that your overlap choice? That's the one I thought we would overlap on because I know we both backed it. Um, and it is not me, on my list, and uh, I, I waffled no making it number five. But I'm just so pumped for <laughs> Deep Rock that it didn't make the list. But that would have been number five otherwise. But I mean the the, the art, right? Like, so there's a character called an axolotl he- healer. There is a uh, a, a bee bear, which is this giant bee <laughs> carrying a giant bear. 
I mean, there's a luchatar, which is a minotaur lucha wrestler with a guitar. Like, I mean, there's a compost dragon. Like, I'm just so excited. Compost dragon. Like, I just, and that's just to name a few. It's just so, I mean, you talked about yetis. There's a lone yeti in this. I don't know. It looks so awesome. I want nothing but more wine bug. Oh my God, an elephant to puss. And it's basically a like a paladin elephant and the head of an octopus. And one of the <laughs> tentacles is a trunk, dude. It's so awesome. You I enjoy can't, I chaos in games. Oh, I you, love it. You love, love wacky it. themes and anthropomorphic stuff. And this has just yep. got all of it. And it's Richard Garfield, and it's a card game. So, yeah, like, there isn't really perfect. anything out there more fitting for you than this. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's Mindbug First Contact. Again, that should be showing up uh, at some point this year. So, yeah, I'm I think so forward to it. I'm pretty sure we're going to see it like October, if I remember yeah. the timeline correctly, something like that. Well, so I was so I was so worried that this game wouldn't go to print. Um, because it was only at one of the game fairs earlier this year, I think, where they only took like 500 copies of it, right? Oh, wow. And that was it. And that was supposed to be it. But I guess there was so much fanfare that they're like, oh, I guess we got to try to make it now. So they did a Kickstarter. And then I, I think it was on GameFound too, like just to get this game made. Yeah. So I'm super happy. Uh, I'm just super pumped. Yeah, it seems like one of those games too. Like for the price point, you're going to get so many plays out of it, and like yeah. those are the ones that really make a collection work. And that's that's the reason you told me about it, and you're like, "Oh, I'm getting it," and I'm like, eh, "That's cool. He's getting. It. I don't have to get it." And then I looked at it for a little while. I'm like, I, "This is just one I I would own too because it's two <laughs> players. It's quick. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's one of those games you just want to own. It's solid." Um, number three for me is a little surprising. Uh, but the more I look at it and the more I learn about it and the fact that it's nearly almost here probably contributes a little bit to this, the more I'm excited I am to get it. And that is, uh, David Chirkop's Hamlet. Um, it's a village building game, kind of midweight, uh, but it has some pretty cool mechanics in it. The art is awesome. The gameplay looks really, really fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it was a Kickstarter I, I did, I think early this year might have been late last year but i think early this year and they are actually getting it out to everybody uh i think we're actually going to get it in september so that's pretty cool but basically you're building um a small little town and you win by building the church before anyone else Um, there's tiles that you place down that are kind of different shapes that connect together there's no grid basically and then you form a village, and every time you play, it's going to be slightly different. Um, but when you place right, these tiles, the, what's that? Because that—that's—that's that's what makes this awesome. Is the hex? They're, the tiles are all uniquely shaped. They're not yep. like all hexagons or all squares. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And then on top of that, when you place them, you're creating these paths. And because you have to basically deliver resources back and forth from different locations in your hamlet, you have to place everything in a good spot to also then make sure the paths aren't too long to make the deliveries take forever or you're going to be behind other players. So there's an efficiency there, too, that you have to watch. Um, and then there's you know resources that have to be transported. And the buildings are shared in the hamlet, so it's, it's kind of like this weird little shared economy setup and it's it just looks really cool very very cool design um and there's it also has what's that 
And there's horse meeples. Well, they're so. don- they call them donkeeples. Donkeeples? Donkeys. <laughs> yes. And they're screen printed donkeys on the meeples. It looks so ridiculous. Dude. Thank um, you. Thank you. But the founder's there. edition has like a, a, a cool uh, uniqueness to it where like every box is numbered and unique. So that's kind of cool. And, you know, you pay for all these goofy extra things and care. It's one of them. But the cardboard church looks awesome. So I'm excited about that. But it just looks like one of those fun for two to four player games that you could sit down and like crank out in an hour, hour and a half that is going to be different and fun and engaging every single time you play it. And I'm very excited to try this. So it got a lot of um, good reviews. It's got a solo mode that David Turksey worked on, which is great because I love David Turksey's solo work. Everything about it just looks good. So I'm very excited and it should arrive soon. So I'll be able to give it a try within the next couple months. So that's number three for me. The village building game. Nice. I I remember seeing this and I was like, man, that thing looks cool. But like I you know, it just it's not my typical style of game, but now going back and actually taking a look at it again, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a good game. I see so I, I I'm thought, excited to play. I thought of you when I was gonna back this because I'm like, this looks like something <laughs> that he would not back, but then we would play and be like, shit, this is really yeah. good. <laughs> like Isle of like, Cats. Uh, like Isle of Cats, yeah. yeah. Because I, I had the same opinion about Isle of Cats. I was like, ah, oh, polyominoes and cats. Like, I don't care. There's Calico and other stuff. And then we played. I'm like, son of a, this is so good. And I have a yeah. feeling Hamlet's going to be in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's Isle of Cats was one of my big Kickstarter regrets. I don't have many, but that's. Well, good news right. is you slammed your phone nice. so hard you own all of them now. <laughs> it is true. All right, so my number two, I believe, was the newest out of all of my five, but uh, from what I'm hearing, it's already um, has a shot of being delivered here, pretty pretty recent, you know, maybe October. Yay! And it is a game called Earth, which is an open world builder. Yeah, this looks so good. Uh, and they state its simple rules with tons of strategic possibilities. Uh, it's got that, you know, huge deck of cards that are all unique. Um, every game is going to be unique and different. You're going to discover new synergies, new connections. Um, and it's got this just beautiful style to it where you're, you're building your own little tableau in front of you with, plants and different animals and and you're stacking on top and i mean it just it just looks so beautiful and just so relaxing yet i'm sure there's a sneaky evil game (laughs) you know below that surface where there has to be you know you know but it's disguised so well so and again the I'm a sucker for any time someone uses the two words engine builder and give it a deeper dive. And I dip, I, that's one of my favorite mechanics of do this to then do this to then do this to do this. Like I love, I love that type of turn. And, um, I'm hoping this doesn't disappear. Uh, recently, uh, the man vs. meeple channel just did their final 10 to one, I think 150 games of all time. And this was number two on someone else's list. And they they only played off of a prototype, but they loved it so much, their list of all time. So that's a pretty high praise for this game. So I'm really excited for them. And yeah, that's Earth from uh, um, Inside Up. 
been set up. And, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm excited for this one. Uh, you brought this up a few episodes ago. I can't, and uh, when I backed I, it, probably right. Probably, I had looked yeah. into it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be good." Uh, it looks <laughs> like it has a shitload of depth. It looks very, very fun. Um, I can't believe you're getting it already. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that, like that I said, turnaround I think, is quick. Well, I think Inside Up really got ahead of stuff, if I'm not mistaken, because I think they had some concerns and some issues in the beginning, um, and when they first started coming to Kickstarter, but. Um, I guess they really, I think they've, I'm looking it up now. I, I swear, I feel like I got, uh, some sort of update that it was coming. Unless I'm, ex- unless I'm confusing that with, uh, no, maybe not. I mean, I hope so. I want to play it <laughs> the sooner, the better. Uh, number two for me is one that's not going to fulfill till next year, like summer of next year, but this book, um, but the more I have looked at it over the time and I played it on TTS once, it's fun. Very fun. Uh, I'm so excited. And the production quality of this game looks to be through the roof. Uh, beautiful. Everything about it. And that is Mercurial um, from Hyper Elixir. This is a, a game where you're basically like a spellcrafter and you pick a class and you have skills that allow you to alterate or alterate, alter dice through these alteration skills. So it's a dice game with a whole lot of luck manipulation. It goes beyond like, oh, oh I'm going to change the face of this die like there's way more to it um than just that so that's a, a cool part of it like a lot of times those games you know dice throne included you play and you're like oh i have this extra card lets me turn this into a six hooray and you just do that ad nauseum this looks to have quite a bit more depth and sort of decision making involving that that's deeper than just playing a card here and there um once you roll those though you're able to alter them same way and then you kind of have to decide how you want to use them to craft and combine spells together to be able to set up your character class to be able to do what are called heroic deeds, which is essentially how you score in the game. You're going to be competing for those with other players as well as some of the spells. Um, It looks to be really cool. They added a ton of stuff in the Kickstarter, so there's a lot there to check out. Um, more classes. I know they added more spells. There's just tons of stuff. And like I said, this, this game looks absolutely gorgeous. The art is insane. They went full out with yeah. everything. Um, and price point wise, it wasn't oh, horrible, but it bad. just, it, it looks so good. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think the delivery timeline updates we most recently got was like May of next year. So maybe we'll see it sooner. Maybe we won't. I'm guessing summer of next year. But this just looks to be one of those games that uh, I'll, I'll want to play a lot because I really love the theme of it. I love the Ameritrash, you know, dice portion of it with a lot of that strategic mitigation and resource, you know, planning that kind of gives it extra elements of strategy to take away some of the Ameritrash problems, excuse me. (coughs) But yeah, Mercurial looks really good and I'm super excited, but it's going to be a while. It's going to be at least another six to nine months. So womp womp, but that's my number two Mercurial from a hyper elixir. Uh, Did you get the deluxe? Uh, You you bet your ass I did. All right, good. Yeah, I went all in on this this one because hope. it just looks absolutely nice. gorgeous. Like everything about it looks yeah. nice. They threw in Very like cool. metal player coins and there's like a deluxe box sleeve and all kinds of crap. So 
This is just a That's this awesome. is a, nice. a splurge for me type game. <laughs> like yeah. there was no real reason to back deluxe, but I just saw it and I'm like, you know what? I I had a bad day. Let's just buy this. Uh, but I'm glad I did because it, it's the TTS game I played was good. It's looking to be it's shaping up to be a really solid game. Nice, and I do have a correction to my number two. Uh, I believe it's going to be production might be done by October. So okay, uh, well, so Earth won't probably be here this year, February or March. February, oh, or March, okay. Saying. So, so I, I apologize for my information. I believe it was another game that said they'll be here by October. So, well, now I'm going to have to oh, calm myself down in the pants because I got all excited about that being here and getting to play <laughs> Earth sooner than later. Well, what is your big number one, right. buddy? So my big number one is um, <laughs> this was one of those that um, the the theme had me. Uh, the mechanics I hope are as good as I want them to be, and it was one of those where, like yourself, I did a, a splurge. Uh, type pledge on this one. Uh, it was almost, I guess, maybe double, uh, a little over double, like the base game pledge. Um, but this game is going to come, and it is an added solo expansion are going to come in a wooden tackle box <laughs> when it shows up at the house. Uh, and this is a game called Tournament Fishing the Deck. And I'm so looking forward to deck building a deck of fish and deck of lures <laughs> and deck of rods. Um, and That's a great equipment. theme. And uh, I don't own a fishing game. Uh, I know there was a couple. Uh, but this one, again, the deck building is one of my favorite mechanics. So I, I it drew me in. And then when I saw the angler all in pledge comes in a handcrafted wooden box uh, with the logo uh, wood burned into the top, I was like, yes, that thing will look amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be fully sleeved. It's wooden dice. There's a play mat. There's an insert. Like, I just, oh. This had everything, so I'm hoping this game is good for for the for what it will present. <laughs> if it's half as good as how it presents, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, and if not, you um, got a tackle box. <laughs> it is true, but uh, the art looks cool. Uh, the different fish, um, I, I don't know. It just looks it looked just looked fun uh, from what I watched, and that is. Tournament Fishing, the deck builder. Yeah, I, I've read enough about it and watched enough about it that I think you made a good call and it looks fun. But the presentation of that game is so unique and cool that it's uh, it's one of those ones. It's kind of like Mercurial. Like you see it, you're like, yeah, this is this is just worth doing. Like it's so neat. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think deck Run, builder. Don't walk. The deck builder part of it should, it'll at least be fun. It might not be the best thing in the world, but it should be fun. And the theme, like, you're not many games like that out there, honestly. And none that I know of. Uh, number one for me, I've talked about before, uh, as with many of these. And 
I don't know why I'm so excited for this game. Um, I know it's going to be fun. I don't know if it's going to be the best game I've ever played, but it's so unique and such a cool presentation and the mechanics look fun. I know I'm going to enjoy it regardless, even if it's not like the most coveted piece of my collection and that's ice. Um, you are a, one of seven guilds that are exploring this huge barren frozen wasteland, which is a board that is five layers deep of tiles, hexagonal tiles. There are 156 tiles layered in different sheets of ice that you're essentially mining your way or drilling your way down through to uncover these ancient artifacts from some long gone civilization to earn your guild prestige in the world. And it's an exploration game, uh, a little bit of resource management, um, some asymmetry between the guilds. It looks so much fun. Uh, and it also just is one of the coolest looking game boards I've ever seen with the you know huge thick board and the gigantic amount of tiles. The first thing I thought of when I was looking at it before I backed it was like, holy crap, that's going to be a pain in the ass to put together every time I want to play with all those tiles. <laughs> Um, but it's just so unique. I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, getting to see the playthroughs and stuff online, it literally looks like something I would definitely enjoy playing and a lot of fun. So I don't know if they're going to hit their mark. They were trying to deliver by the end of the year. Uh, I haven't gotten a ton of updates as of late, but, um, it looks fantastic. And I'm so excited to get this game, uh, probably above anything else in my Kickstarter collection at this point because of just how unique it is. So, that is ice, and I, I know um, this is uh, it's this way. Games is the creator, and they have not done much else from a Kickstarter standpoint. I think this is probably their first and only Kickstarter, but they're a French company, and so they're going through a lot of the same, you know, pains and and learning experiences that a lot of first time publishers do through crowdfunding. Um, but hopefully, the product gets here this year because I, I just can't wait to. Play. Yeah, it absolutely does. This was another one. I think it's still in my saved list for Kickstarter. Um, when, when you said, when you, I think you sent me it, I was like, oh, yep. nice. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to get it. I'll leave that one for you. And then you snagged it up. Um, cause I, I was tempted as well. Cause again, it's got a unique, again, it's you, it's a, it, I feel like we're we're in such a crowded market now, or an oversaturated oh God, yeah. market, right? But but yet there are still are these untapped sort of, I think gimmick is the wrong word to use, but like these untapped creative things, whether it's smashing these two things together or it's, uh, let's do this, but do it like this instead, you know? And those are those games that I think are earned into collections and deserve to be in collection. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, they also still have to be fun. Yeah. However, you, you don't know if they're fun unless you try and you take a chance. And I, I don't think people go out to make games that aren't fun. You know what I mean? They just, it, it, that just, it, it's subjective. Yeah. Um, especially first time publishers but, like this that, you know, don't have a prior history of churning out content or games like this looks like a, a labor of love and part of the yeah. reason why it interests me so much. You just presentation wise, there's nothing quite like it mechanics wise. There's nothing quite like it. And it just, 
has a cool backstory. They even took it so far as to create a second game already uh, called Founders, which is, I don't know if it's undergoing funding yet or it's going to be undergoing funding later this year, early next year, but it's set in the same universe as Ice, which is cool. So I'm going to be taking a look at that as well, you know, provided they deliver on the Ice campaign um, because I, I dig it. It looks cool and it looks like a fun lore and, you know, getting to see the game Ice itself on online so far as has has me intrigued enough to look at founders too so but you're right i think everybody shoots to make the best games they can things get in the way certainly 2020 and 2021 were (laughs) fun years for this industry and a lot of you know campaigns and and people who legitimately wanted to put good product in people's hands through crowdfunding struggled to do so or even couldn't and, and paid some prices there both financially and probably mentally and emotionally so but uh, those who stuck with it and, and, you know, provide us this type of, I, mean, I tip my cap to the, so looking forward to all of these games, but this is on the top of my list. So yeah, lots to come this year, early next year. And I, I mentioned I had 16, that's five out of the 16. That means there's 11 more and you probably have even more than that. So there's a lot. Yeah. What coming. was, what was that up to like 20, 22? What were we talking? Yeah, I think so. 22. <laughs> or did I stop counting it? I'm trying. Once I had to go to two sets of hands. <laughs> <laughs> you do, your feet are gone. You got to do something else now. Uh, I'm trying not to back anything else this year because I know PAX is coming. I've got a list of things I want that'll be released by then. So I'm a good boy and not pack anymore. But goddamn, if they don't. Good luck with that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I said that and then immediately back Dead Reckoning. So, they'll... yeah. All right. Uh, we have some really big news, but before we uh, do that, let's let's talk about what we play or sorry, what we back bought. I know it's going to be a short list this week. Uh, I'll start. I only bought one thing, so I'm trying to be a good boy, not back stuff. Like I mentioned, Dead Reckoning last episode, so excited about that. Bought. I picked up a uh, Vagrant Song extra scenario from Weird this past uh, couple weeks. I think it was before vacation, before I went to the beach. Um, Was that the the Sister Witches or whatever? I don't know. They were revealed at at Gen Con? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was another one. It might have been like one of the initial promo ones if you back the game when they were whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, But I ordered it. It was like 17 bucks or 15 bucks off their website. came in the mail. Uh, I didn't look at it. I just chucked it in the box, and I'm probably going to break it out next week. My wife and I are probably going to try it. Uh, That was... Our favorite game of the year and is still my top game of 2022. So if we do like a top games before the PAX episode, we'll have to talk about that. That's definitely going to be, but excited to try that. Uh, and yeah, the one that got premiered at Gen Con, I will absolutely be hunting that thing down as fast as possible at PAX to pick up because more, yeah, more favorite be song PAX. makes me happy. So that is it. I did not get anything else. How about you? So from a back perspective, I uh, were you a good boy? Uh, you know, if you listen, if if you listen to these episodes, and you go through the the journey with me as I <laughs> deal back with crippling and back and back, um, <laughs> I I currently am not backing any games. I have unbacked Foundations of Rome. I unbacked um, what was it, Barbaric? Which was that uh, skirmish, anthropomorphic, yes, uh, set in a dystopian future. I'm not going to lie, though, uh, since you went back that I looked at it like five times, like, oh, should I do it? Uh. 
yeah, there was uh, that skunk mini. I, I wanted it. <laughs> the skunk mini was the fine. thing that did it, huh? That pulled yeah, you in. It's yeah. So, and I've also unbacked that uh, whatever that table is, Project Ironside. Yes, uh, the four hundred dollar extendable board game table. Um, the more we were talking, uh, it's a three by seven with the extender. Uh, a typical table's four by six. And so you're losing a foot on width and also the metal. Uh, I just got, you know, leaning on metal just doesn't seem to be comfortable. That's yeah. also why they sell arm guards as part of the campaign. So, yeah. Yeah, there were there I, were some things that were yeah. like definite question marks yeah. about that, and the fact that it's they're kind now, of first time there too. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it could be great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm. I just it, it it was, you know, do whatever you want, but I just it was one of those things where <clears throat> I ran the numbers. My wife is like, "Why are you not backing it?" I backed it to get early on the shipping, um, and then just. You know, through talking, you know, with Ryan a little bit and potentially some new stuff that might be hitting from a table perspective, I don't also need it right now. Uh, yeah. Which is going to get into the bot section because what I am going to be <laughs> spending some money on, those are much needed. So. <laughs> yeah. So I currently have nothing being backed and I didn't even watch the videos yet of what's coming out this week. Um, I know there's one from Colossal. That that they had the demos at Gen Con called Almost Innocent. I might be looking at that one, um, but uh, but but I'm not sure. Well, good yeah. for you, and and get into your bot now because this is justification enough. What is this enough. the first? <clears throat> is this the first of? Is this the first episode where I didn't? I wasn't backing something uh, in 18 episodes. Yeah, probably. Probably right. <laughs> yeah, first or second. So <laughs> it feels good, right? It feels good to yeah, get that off my chest. It does. You know, this first is very everything. Yeah. I'm laying on a couch, a nice leather sofa as we speak, uh, recording this. Um, so, uh, I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, we, uh, after my wife was like, I would play Isle of Cats, immediately hit instant buy. So that was the, actually the only game that I have bought since last episode is the Isle of Cats game. Now, I do just, uh, I am, Gonna, you know, again, transparency. I do have two shopping carts full, <laughs> or 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 getting full. Uh, one is for the other um, uh, Kickstarter exclusive stuff for Isle of Cats that I missed, but I'm debating whether I should just wait and see what happens at PAX. And then the other cart is for Game Nerds. Um, they have some of the pre-orders that we talked about on our Gen Con episode that I guess are going to be hitting sooner than we thought. Uh, at retail. So I have, uh, I have two games in that cart right now. Uh, but there's just, uh, there's not enough for free shipping. So I'm using that as an excuse to not pull the trigger. Um, uh, so I'm just waiting that and maybe a sale will happen or one of those deals of the day. Um, so, so there, there's, you know, there's, there's guns in the, there's bullets in the chambers, but <laughs> they haven't been pulled. Um, but I did purchase my very first Calyx. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my wife, uh, loves Ikea and I sent her with a, Hey, get me a two by four. 
So uh, we, I put that together this weekend. There'll be some pictures up soon to the, uh, to our Instagram channel. So you can see the, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the fun that it was, uh, the very first mid, you know, the, the sort of the middle shelf that you put in or the middle divider, it fell off the table, snapped the freaking wood pegs. I was so mad. I was cursing. Like oh my sailor. God. And then my wife is, you know, laughing at me, cursing you know, an inanimate <laughs> object for 15 minutes. And then I was like, how am I going to get these broken pieces of wood out? And then I come back and then my wife has it fixed and ready to go. I'm like, oh, you're such the yin to my yang. Yes, so, uh, very much so. So she definitely brings balance to the force in, in my world. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> with that being said, I've measured the entire attic. And I can do four by eight. Uh, so that'll be two four by fours that I'll be purchasing, uh, this coming weekend. I'm going down, uh, over Labor Day holiday. I'm going to buy two more and then I'm going to get another two by two to go next to the two by four. Uh, cause I have a little bit of space there. Uh, and then I'm going to pause for a bit and see how that all looks like. Uh, this is also giving me, uh, a little bit of a, purge pile so i have a small yes. purge pile that's being it's worked key. on to get to go and leave the collection so uh either noble knights or or a local pawn shop are going to get those so i'm not sure yet so, so yeah um congratulations that's what buddy. i bought how about how about yourself or was it just that one campaign yeah no no black no bought i'm just proud of you for getting some calories <clears throat> and reorganizing and purging a little I'm going to yeah. pick through your, your awful like a fly and see what I add to my shelves and move <laughs> on from there. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely send you the picture. At, uh, Knowing you, it'll be yeah, like one I, box. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's <clears throat> This one's going to be a deeper purge. This is going to be like what – how do those movies go? The like <laughs> the, the purge anarchy, right? Yes. Or <laughs> whatever the – you know, purge to electric boogaloo. So, um, so this is probably, uh, I think this is the third time in the history of my board game collections that I've purged. I think, uh, maybe actually it could be my fourth. I think it's my fourth time. Um, cause I did noble Knights one time and I did the pawn shop twice. So this is my fourth time purging the collection. So we'll see. Uh, and again, I, I want to go, I want to go deeper on this one. Uh, so, so we'll see. Um, and it's things that I, again, I think there'll be some, some good games that just don't see the light. Um, so I don't know. It'll be, you know, I'll have a box of tissues to weep as I load them, you know, or unload them from the, from the collection. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, congrats. At least you're organized. Good. Yes. Uh, yeah. We've got, some big news. We've got an awesome interview coming up for next episode. We got to sit down. Big with news. The one and only Phil Walker Harding for a 30, 35 minute interview to talk games, game design, all the good stuff we usually get to talk about with the folks that we interview. So if you are a Phil Walker Harding fan like we are and who isn't, let's be honest, who hasn't played Sushi Go at this point, check it out next episode. Yeah. We will be talking with Phil and reviewing, uh, what are we going to do? Our top five Phil Walker Harding games, I think, or top three. Something yeah. Like I think that. we're going to do another, yeah, I think we'll do another, another list. It'll be a whole episode dedicated to the, to the great, the, the one great and only Phil, Phil Walker, Walker Harding. Harding. 
So, so very uh, yes. excited for for that to hit the air, and, and big thanks to Phil uh, if he listened, uh, you know, joining us for a bit there, and it was a great discussion. So, very excited to talk about that. Uh, yeah. Also, just a reminder: the contest is going to run until uh, the end of that episode. So, another two weeks to get your entries in. Mail us at playgameslosefriends.com. Ken gave you the inf- uh, playgameslosefriends at gmail.com yep. email address. Ken gave the info at the beginning of the episode on how to submit. So, again, if you're listening submit hopefully you can win a copy of reincarnated and thanks again to taylor doolittle from doolittle gaming uh if you have time leave a review for us it's always nice helps get the show out to more people on itunes spotify wherever you're listening get a chance to uh check us out on instagram at play games lose friends uh ken's a very active instagrammer i am not a social media manager for me like a true adult you can email <laughs> us at playgameslosefriends at gmail.com if you want to talk about anything related to games any ideas for the show, just want to complain, we're here to listen. Check us out at playgameslosefriends.com as well. All our episodes are listed there, and I uh, post them up on Board Game Geeks gaming media forums as well, so you can find us there too. Any final words for the folks out there listening tonight, Ken? No, just um, thanking you guys for, uh, if you do listen, uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, giving us feedback, talking with us, uh, direct messaging on Instagram. We really, you know, enjoy the conversation. Yeah. And we hope uh, everybody gets a chance to submit for the contest. Uh, free games are the best. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you tune in next week to listen to Mr. Phil Walker Harding. Great interview. In the meantime, I hope everybody yeah. has a wonderful week. Play lots of games. Don't lose your friends. Take care, everybody. Later. <laughs>